Hello, hello, and welcome to the Women in Strength podcast. My name is Ro, and I'm your host around here. I'm freaking excited to have you join me so that we can talk all things business. Now, we're going to be breaking into topics, some really juicy conversations from things like systems, strategies, all of these foundation pieces that will really make sure you have a sustainable and thriving business. And we're going to sprinkle it and mash it up with real talk, conversations, topics, and things that we all experience as business owners. But quite frankly, I think we need to share a lot more of. So strap in. Things are going to get a bit spicy around here. I'm going to be opening up into topics that, you know, they might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. But the idea is for us to build fucking amazing businesses. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Women in Strength podcast. My name is Ro and oh, I am super excited to have you join me today um, because today's episode is going to be a juicy as fuck one. Um, I was just doing a bit of planning around where I want to take this episode, which I actually don't usually do. Um, I usually will like write out, I have a notepad on my phone, you know, iPhone notes that I'll write ideas and stuff like that. But I tend to like to go with the flow and let the thoughts, you know, come through as, as I'm recording. Um, but today, because it's a really juicy one, I just wanted to at least write some bullet points. So I know where I'm going. And when I was doing that, there was actually a lot of, um, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say resistance and then not say it, but there is a lot of resistance coming through this episode. Um, and I was like, well, why is there a lot of resistance? Uh, because it's going to be really taking a behind the scenes look into my own business over the last year and, and talk about the biggest changes I've had and made in my businesses. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to talk about that, but I do want to talk about it because I know there's some valuable lessons for you guys. So here we fucking are. Like already I'm, you know, you can hear it in my voice. Um, I'm telling you pretty much outright that I'm like, there's some stuff that it does feel quite vulnerable to share um, leading into this podcast, but we're going to do it because this is business. We are all, you know, in the same boat, running businesses, doing the things. Um, and with doing all the things comes highs, lows, you know, triumphs, fears, failures, all that kind of shit. So I've done a little bit of a list of um, 10 things that I've changed in the last year. And I was going to say my 10 biggest things, but they're the first 10 things that came to my head without exhausting the list. Um, and that's, that's where we're going to go with this. So yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Oh my gosh. So first up, the first biggest change that I made in my business in 20 calendar year, 2022, um, was we changed gyms. Now with these changes that I'm going to discuss over the next 10 points, I want to talk about like why I did them, what drove me to make these changes, um, and kind of share, I guess, some like open thoughts around, the reality of what it, what it took. Um, and the first change we made was moving into a bigger facility. So larger space, why did we move? We had purely outgrown our current space. Now, this didn't mean that I had to move. Um, we could have very much 
much like stayed in our current location, continued to make a few changes and, and operate as we were. But I was very adamant on wanting to make some changes on products, services, offerings, that kind of stuff. Um, specifically, I wanted to add uh, 24-7 access to the gym for our ladies so I knew that I really wanted to do that at some point um and we also just needed a bigger space so I could welcome new and more ladies into the facility so we got to a point where you know we were really capped out in terms of space um we're at about 75 ladies um which is you know a really we're it was a really beautiful community but I knew that we as a business and as a community like I knew that we needed to extend our arms open more um because I just you know there's so many there's so much need for spaces like we do so those were really the biggest driving factors is that I wanted to have a bigger space so we could welcome more ladies into our community um, and then I also wanted to really make sure that I was adapting my offerings to our ladies with their changing needs which was to have access um, to change some programs and stuff like that so it was it was kind of like a no-brainer um we've been in the old space for five years and we were very much like done there um and I just knew that I wanted to have like different equipment I knew that I wanted to run competitions I knew that I wanted to have just a really beautiful environmental up level because of the training style because of the services that we offer um and I just wanted to have my queens feel like fucking queens and that's why we opened empire um but there was a lot of stuff that came up for me in that process like we opened it so I signed the lease at the end of last year 2021 and then we opened early 2022 in February um and it was a big jump so when I say a big jump the size of the space it felt like a big jump we went from like a concrete box in a more industrial area to a three level building that was beautiful um you know we had office we have offices on our third floor the second floor is the second floor of the gym with machines and air conditioning and just the best of the best for the ladies and the bottom floor has got beautiful goliath racks we've got all the powerlifting gear that you know uh, a strong girl's dreams are made of so i knew that I wanted to have all those things for my ladies especially because not just for because our ladies compete but um you know to give them not only competition standard gear so that they can get used to that kind of stuff but just whether you're competing or not be in an environment where you can fully step into your strength um and I'm really really glad I did that but the fears that came out were fuck like it, it felt like I didn't take a middle step so I went from HQ to Empire and I knew that I didn't want to move again so what that meant is that I had taken a big jump in terms of like the expenses and the outlay that were coming not only from the initial point but to ongoing expenses and that was a really big piece of resistance that I had to work with so we were at HQ I'd been there for five years like from a financial position it was really easy to maintain I had you know worked out everything would be running it for five years um, it felt very comfortable from that perspective my staff I you know could pay wages obviously comfortably we could um, service all the expenses and all of that kind of stuff that we needed to and then when we moved into our new space at Empire like it was a massive initial outlay um, and then to then take on the lease 
ongoing on a property of that size and, and that caliber, um, it's like over doubled my rent. And I knew that like I wanted to do it. And obviously I knew that we could, otherwise we wouldn't have been doing it from like a back end systems, but to push through that and go fuck, like, are you ready to play at this level? It was just very, it was very sticky to work through at the start. Um, and we'd already had a fully fledged gym for five years and I outlaid like, fuck, I don't even, well, I do know specifically, but I haven't looked at the spreadsheet in a while, but it was circa an extra 130k, 140k of extra stuff that I pumped into the space. Um, and that's not to mention that we already had a whole space of gym things. So it was a lot of money to, to outlay. Um, and then the ongoing expenses, like I said, it just really, really forced me to get really tight on my numbers, really tight on our capacity. Um, and it felt weird because I had I felt like I hadn't been in that position for fucking five years. Like I remember opening HQ and I had to be like so, so specific with numbers and really clear on how much money we were putting out at the start and you know make some sacrifices early on like if you listen back to old episodes um about opening a gym and when I was talking about HQ like me my family specifically me and my husband at the time we had to make a lot of sacrifices like you know I talk about how my husband had holes in his shoes and couldn't replace his shoes um like how we cut down on a lot of groceries and all of this kind of stuff because all of our money went into our staff and our gym expenses and it was nowhere near the extent of that like that was a whole a whole experience you know six years ago now but um it to, to have to really make some sacrifices and just really feel like not that we couldn't do things, but we were very, we were, had our finger on the pulse a lot when it came to finances because we were obviously outlaying a, a fuck ton lot of money. Um, it was like, wow, are we back here? Like, so it was, it was, it was an interesting space, um, an interesting time for us, but we did it. Um, and we, uh, you know, it's been a year now since I signed the lease and then come February, that'll be a year that we're open um, of when we actually started operating and it's gone so fucking fast. But that's been the biggest change is moving our physical location and we moved across the city. Um, and it's not like it wasn't really far in terms of kilometers, but in terms of the location, there's like quite a lot of traffic in between. So I was really worried about like making it inaccessible to our current ladies and all that kind of stuff. Um, and and I'm, I, in the end, I'm really glad that we did. So we, we are in a new location that is, oh, I really, really love our new neighborhood. I love how it's opening us up to different suburbs and different ladies in these different suburbs. Um, and it's just a completely different vibe um, to where the gym is now. So I'm really, just really happy with it. But fuck me, it was so hard. Like I think the hardest parts were the resistance around the financials um, because the reality is, is that to run, run a brick and mortar and open a brick and mortar, it's fucking expensive. Um, and to want to do it with the caliber of equipment and the caliber of fittings and design and all that kind of stuff, not only that, but also paying my staff and increasing um, and changing my team, which is another point that I'll talk about next. Like it costs a lot of money um, to put in 24 seven, to put in security, like security was like 20 grand. Um, there was just so many things that added up and hence why very quickly added up to 130, 140 K 
Um, and it just still feels a little bit suffocating to feel think about that number, but it's all paid off, um, and it's very much going to pay off in the years to come. So that was the biggest change for me. Well, not, no, not really the biggest, but like that's the first thing that came to my head um, was the physical location change. Now, the second um, change that came through when I was doing a little bit of prep was staffing. Um, I actually haven't talked about this on podcast before, but I had a one redundancy this year and then a new staff member this year so yeah it was it was that was a lot um so when we moved to the new gym we had made um a lot of back-end changes so what I mean by that is I decided that I wanted to move into a CRM platform and that tied in really really well with the 24-7 access in the gym because it came like with a swipe card and you know doors would secure um and would all be tracked and 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 measured and all the data would come through for a CRM for us to plug and play and pull data from, which was fucking phenomenal. Um, but I didn't realize how great this program would be at doing its job. And it meant that one of my staff members, I no longer had a job for him. Um, and he'd been with me for a very long time. So it was a very, I don't know, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect the CRM to do as much as it did. Um, and like, as I sit here now, it's been pretty much like almost a year since I've had that redundancy. I would say January, February, I can't remember. Um, and it was like, I never thought in my life as a business owner that I would have to do something like that, but I just had no more work that was available for this person to do. Um, and they couldn't move into any other role. You know, we're a female only facility with female coaches. Um, and he was a male that was helping out, helping me with my backend admin stuff. Um, so moving with the, into a program that did everything, you know, in the computer and back end was like, whoa, this is huge. Um, and it also like it was it was a hard, it was an emotional time for me because you know, I, I, as you can imagine, I went through a myriad of different emotions, guilt and and sadness and yeah, just like responsibility and all that kind of stuff. But as I sit here now and I've got a bit of distance from it, like moving into platforms and programs that allow me to do that kind of stuff online and, and through through these systems, um, wow, like we can do so much capabilities with this stuff now. So that was a big change. Um, and then I hired a new coach, um, a new part-time coach. So we added a coach to our team. Um, our team is now five, including myself. And that's been, that's been a new change. Um, you know, whenever you add a coach or someone that is interacting with your community, that's always like, you know, new personalities, new connections, new relationships, new team dynamics, all that kind of stuff. Um, so there's been a lot of staffing changes. Well, not a lot, but two for me to feel like it was a significant change. Um, and on uh, adding to that, um, I have made like changes towards roles and responsibilities and and helping people in my business to grow and develop their own skill set um and I've been working on that heavily the last couple of months and that's come to fruition so 2023 we'll have um a couple of people stepping into different things and 
continuing to develop them on the things that they they like and that they're really good at and, and nurturing them in their roles. So staffing has felt like something that's been quite big this year and I don't take staffing lightly and I think that's probably why it's felt so big because I recognize that I'm, I'm dealing with human beings that are really close to me um, and that are helping me to build my vision and they're you know, they're saying to me, I, I'm giving you my working career and I'm, I'm helping you to do that. And I don't take that lightly at all. So, um, to have to go through, like to, to go through redundancy and then add someone else to my team and, and make these changes. It's just been like, wow, um, this is really, really big. So that was the second change. Um, now, the third change that I guess is a really nice segue um, is I made, I have made a lot of structural changes to like our offerings. So not only from the physical gym, but also um, moving into my mentoring. So like I said at the first change about the moving into a larger space, I knew that I wanted to offer 24-7. Um, so we, yeah, we made changes in terms of our programs. We combined two of our group programs we had a group program and a semi-private program at the old gym we merged it into one um, we've really really like doubled down on online coaching and having access to the gym because this is what our ladies need and wanted um, you know when we're at the old facility they it was an appointment only facility so meaning they didn't have access to the gym if they were training with us on a one-on-one capacity um it meant that they would go to other gyms to complete other sessions and it's just like they were just getting over it like they just they preferred to be with us and be in our environment and you know that makes me happy because that's exactly what we endeavored to create but I just knew that I wanted to have a space and an environment for them to come in and, and have that flexibility and training. So um, that was a big thing. And not only the 24-7, but then it impacted what other offerings we were we were going to give our ladies. Um, and my team has stepped into, you know, they do face-to-face training still, but they're all of them have got online coaching now and they really like the addition of having that um, and they enjoy that that particular platform also um, and it's getting really awesome results for our ladies and I, I'm really pl- like pleased that we can have that those options with our training now um, so yeah there's just been a lot of structural changes with our actual offerings we changed our pricing I haven't I don't think I've actually ever talked about this, but we've had the same pricing in terms of our training options for like four, yeah, like four years, almost five years at the old space. Um, So with the changes of our programs moving into Empire, I was like, cool, this is going to be the time to have a, a rejig at pricing, have a look at where we need to go. Do we need to increase? Do we need to decrease? Do we need to make any changes? Do we need to keep it as is? Um, and yeah, that, you know, for anyone that's listening who's a business owner, sometimes that can feel a little bit jarring. Um, it didn't feel particularly jarring for me because I just knew um, with the changes that the changes that we made were just, they made so much sense to our community. Um, and for some people, some of our ladies that have been with us for years, you know, uh, it's, you 
in making changes to people that are on established routine or know one certain thing can be like, oh, are they going to enjoy it? Is it going to be something that they don't like? Um, but I didn't, I didn't have any fears around that kind of stuff because when I look at the changes that we were making and doing it with the ladies in the vision and thinking about, well, what do they need? What do they want? Like it was a no brainer. So, um, with some rejigs of pricing that just made sense to me for them. Um, and I, and, and I think that's why I didn't have much like any resistance about it because it was just so natural to be like, well, what do they need and what do they want? And then, okay, cool. That sounds, that sounds really great to me. I feel really good about that. Let's go ahead and execute it. And then we did. Um, and that was a smooth transition. So the structural changes was a big one, um, purely because like it was a whole brand new thing of 24 seven. And I was like, you know, adding 24 seven, I was worried more, I was more so worried about security, um, and safety for our ladies. So, you know, let's be real, like a woman's owning facility. Um, that's a real fucking thing. Like at our old facility HQ, it got to a point where it's not like the area I was worried about, but I was, I, it would make me feel a bit uneasy if someone was there by themselves and was like walking to their cars because it was a bit more secluded. Um, there was like, you know, this, this is actually something, fuck, like, I can't, yeah, it's just landing with me as I'm talking out loud, but this is the reality of being a fucking woman, like, you guys that are listening that go and walk down the street, like, you know, you have your keys out, right, you're having a scan up and down the road, like, that's just the fucking thing we do, and it just was getting to a bit of a point where I was like, I don't want anyone here by themselves, specifically coaches, because obviously it was appointment only, and that's something that I wanted to make sure was, uh, you know, a consideration at the new facility, so that's why our security is ear-fucking-tight, we've got, you know, security cameras to get in and out of the building, you need to scan and, and swipe and all that kind of stuff, um, there's security, there's a security company that monitors the the cameras, um, it's like fucking Fort Knox, and I just, and it's on, it's on a busy street, um, yeah, there was just all those things, and, and that was important to me because I wanted to make sure that not only that I felt safe, but that my staff and our ladies felt safe with the offering of 24-7 and having that flexibility on training as well. So I think that's probably why there's an element of this felt quite big um, in terms of the structural changes to programs because it wasn't just like, oh, here, I'm adding – like 24 seven, it was like, okay, cool. What are the considerations for safety of women? What are the considerations for having this flexibility? What are the insurance considerations? What do I need to do legally here? What if this happens? What if that happens? Um, and yeah, as, as a, a female led business and a, a, a woman's, a woman's gym, these are all real things. So that was, that was another big thing. Um, now, gosh, where do we go next? Um, uh, well, we'll just change tangents and change energy a little bit. I got pregnant this year, <laughs> um, which was, it's been an interesting time. So I'm sitting here recording this just before the end of the year. Um, and we had been, me and my husband had been back and forward around, well, do we want to have a second child? And so this has been a big change for me is deciding that we wanted to have a second child. Um, everyone was really surprised when we announced that we were pregnant because we were adamant on not having a second child. And 
yeah, I was adamant up until the last fucking 12 months, really. Um, and so me and my husband, you know, we finally got there. Um, it, Lexi is five and a half. Well, yeah, she's about five and a half now. So it's going to be, you know, five and a half to six year gap. Um, and I was always very adamant that, no, this is this is it. Um, and But things did change for me as Lexi got a little bit older um, and that, you know, I wanted to – I wanted to experience that. My husband particularly wanted a second child and it's not like I'm like, oh yeah, I'll give you a second child. That's fucking not it. Would not be that. Would not be doing that. Um, but I got there and, you know, we decided as a family that we were going to do that. And then we decided and then we got pregnant. So it happened very fast once we had decided. The decision part took ages, um, but we're really happy with our decision. We are so excited to Lex- for Lexi to have a sister. Um, she's going to be an amazing sister. And one of the biggest things was, you know, here for us in Australia, um, majority of my family live in New Zealand. My mum actually relocated to Australia um, like a year ago, maybe longer. So we've got her here now. Um, but Lexi doesn't have any cousins here, any siblings obviously yet, um, any immediate family apart from her nana now. And I just wanted to really create, you know, this, this family unit for ourselves and, um, we, we, we're here now. So I am 30, almost 33 weeks. So I've got what, I don't know, six to seven more weeks maybe. Um, but yeah, this has been a big change. And I think like we didn't expect it to happen once we made a decision, like, you know, we got pregnant straight away, which was, um, yeah, it was, it was just really fast. So we're excited, but um, my husband was like, this is just straight up. He was a little bit gutted um, when we found out we're having another daughter. He really wanted to have a little boy, but we are here, and now he's really, really happy. He is an amazing dad to Lexi, but, yeah, it was um, a big shock for him. So surrounded by queens. He's already surrounded by queens, (laughs) Um, but here we are. So, yeah. Now, the next one that was another big change for 2022 is um, I increased my capacity with mentoring. Oh, gosh, sorry. I got hiccups, heartburn, all those things with being pregnant. Um, And what that meant was that my other business, my secondary business, Woman in Strength, um, has had a huge increase in terms of revenue because I've increased my capacity. Um, and when I was thinking about this, I'm like, well, how have I done this? Why did I do this? I've been mentoring for fucking God, 1922, like almost four years now. Um, and I'm really good at it and I really, really love it. Um, and yeah, like I've increased my client capacity because I couldn't, I can hold more. I can hold more for clients. I can hold more clients in my world. I can facilitate more growth. I can help ladies with their businesses. Um, I've got to a point where, you know, if anyone's listening and they're a mentor, you might have experienced when you get into mentoring how heavy it can feel um, because I think there is this over-identification of people's success and, and failures and things like that as your own. Um, and even if you're not a mentor and you're a coach, like, you know, sometimes it can feel like that. You know, if you have a client and they get a result, you feel fucking triumphant. Um, and if they don't get something, then it's like you feel it as much as they do. 
And that's not to say that you lose that completely, but when it comes to mentoring and, and, and helping people and facilitating growth and change within someone's business, it's high stakes and it can feel like that at start. Um, but as I've done this longer and longer, and I've really been able to regulate myself better, um, I'm better at business, I can facilitate things more easily, um, I'm able to see things clearer and offer perspective to people to help them get results, um, but also not self or over-identify myself with them because it's not my business. And I think that that's been one of the biggest things that allows me to increase my capacity is like I've grown as a person, I'm, I've grown as a mentor, and I can hold a lot more now. Um, and with almost being – I'm almost 10 years into business now. I just – there's things that I can see that, uh, you know – spend your efforts here don't fucking worry about this and I'm able to pass that on to my clients so I can just it's this it, there's a lot of similar themes that come up when you're working with business owners and I'm faster at identifying I'm better at facilitating I'm grounded in how I hold for them and it just feels very natural to me now and I fucking love it so I've increased my client capacity with mentoring um, which has meant that this business has had a really big growth year um, which has been really really beautiful because it's felt um, very it's felt very aligned and it's felt very natural I remember I think it was like 2020 when I tried to increase my capacity and I think I tr like tried to force it by having more people in my world and it felt like, oh my God, I need a break from this. I've had more clients than ever in the past year while opening the gym, while coming off the back end of COVID and it's just felt fucking awesome. Um, and it just really, it really cements to me how much this year has been a big growth patch in terms of my abilities as a mentor and, and coach. So, yeah, that's been one. Uh, another big change. Um, another thing that I've changed that has been quite, I'd say, significant for myself um, and me acknowledging this is I've actually made myself less available. Um, and what I mean by that is, like, I have made less meetings um, yeah, like clearer communication through other channels. We've tidy up our, tidied up our channels in terms of staff chats, in terms of being in the gym, um, chats within my mentoring clients, um, you know, how often I would set appointments, um, asking for response times or ETAs and stuff like that. Like I've just fucking cleaned the shit up out of that. And, and it has inherently made me less available, um, which it has felt very, um, what's the word? It's felt very, yeah, just like clean to do that. Like it's felt really, really good to be like, you know what, this is when I am available, this is when I'm not available. Gosh, if you have anything, please absolutely drop it through these Slack channels, but you know, I'm not going to check it 
every fucking hour. Like it's just not going to happen. So I think there's also been this level of like trust in my team, this level of trust in my clients, my mentees, um, and helping them to feel more empowered in their jobs, their roles, their businesses as, as business owners. Um, and inadvertently that has made me less available. Um, and that's felt really, really good because not only has that, positively impacted the people that I'm working with, whether it's my own staff or my own clients is in terms of business clients. Um, they've just felt like they're stepping up. Um, and I think that when I kind of have a bit of a reflection about it, me making myself always available has been to the detriment of people, you know, people then asking for permission too much or asking, is this okay? Or can I do this and all this kind of stuff? But it's been a gradual thing this year of like really empowering people to step into their roles and responsibilities, step into their businesses, step into all that kind of stuff. And it's not only been obviously beneficial for them, but it's been, it's just been very expansive for me as well. So um, it's not like I've been like, you know what, I'm not available to you, therefore I'm cutting off. It's been a an accumulation of helping people to step into the shit that they already have as people because it's not up to me to give permission to anyone. Um, that that if, if you think about it, if I have to give permission, that connotates that I have the power over someone. I don't. It's about them stepping into their own power, them stepping into their own decision-making, them stepping into their own shit as people um, and and really taking charge of their own life, whether they're employees of mine or whether they're, you know, business owners themselves. Um, and it's just been – that's been a really beautiful change. And I know that's been a huge reflection of me, obviously, um, because I don't feel like I have to be there and meddling in everything anymore. Um, and that's not only been just this year. Like, it's not like, oh, this is the year where everything changed. But I think this is the year where I've seen the most amount of expansiveness open. Um, and I've seen the most amount of, like, availability open for me as a business owner, coach, boss, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, next one, number six, uh, another, I guess this is actually a really easy segue from, from the availability piece. Um, I know this year I've had a huge integration year of being a better leader. Um, maybe not the word better, but just like fully stepping into my own leadership. I feel like, um, like my birthday is towards the end of the year, but I feel like stepping into like my 35th year, stepping into almost my 10th year of business ownership. I've just, and stepping into things like, you know, the new gym and really challenging myself and really stretching myself. Like it felt like a massive stretch to open that space that has really required me to integrate myself into what my style of leadership is. Um, and really like own that, um, you know, being okay. So when I kind of think about all well, my style of leadership and what does leadership mean to me, leadership is like fully leaning into all parts of myself. You know, I know that there are parts of myself that are, uh, so 
you know, so nurturing, so supportive, um, super loyal, like giving opportunities, really nurturing and, and giving that beautiful like warmth to people, um, whether it's staff or business clients and stuff like that, but also like stepping and fully integrating to that space of like, yeah, I am a hard ass. Yeah, I do work hard. Um, yeah, I do. I do have expectations of your role and yeah, I need you to deliver this. And like with that kind of stuff, sometimes can be people not liking you or people not being like happy with shit or disgruntled or whatever and not pleasing everyone. But this is leadership sometimes, especially when you're dealing with like multiple businesses for one, but the more that you stay in business and ideally the more, you know, the more you grow, um, you're dealing with fucking bigger fish and that's what this year has very much been like. Like we have seen, we're going to see, well, we're in the 2022-2023 um, financial year. Like we are seeing a huge increase in terms of revenue over my businesses and over my companies. And that's required, that's, that's required me to integrate all shades of my leadership, all shades of myself, the good, the bad, the ugly, the, the high, the low, the fucking whatever. Um, and like I just, I don't know, like I feel just really settled about it. Like, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I offer. This is what I expect of you. This is what I'll give to you. Um, this is where I'll stop and stop giving. And this is where I need you to step up. And I just, it is what it is. Like, whether people like me or not, some people love me. Some people don't like me. Um, some people gel with me, you know, some people don't. But this is just it. And I think also stepping into my 35th year, it's like, this is, it's just knowing who you are and, and being not okay with it because it's almost kind of like you're settling for it, but like being really, I feel really grounded and I feel really grounded with who I am, um, the way that I operate, the way that I live life. And yeah, it's, it's been a really beautiful year of integration of leadership for me. Um, and actually the more that I think about that point, and how that's and the other changes that I've already talked about, I think that's been one of the biggest changes actually is my level of integration around my own shit in terms of leadership, which has been able which is like flowed over to me being able to open a bigger gym and increase my client capacity with mentoring and make stuff changes and all that kind of stuff, right? So whew, as I think about it now, as I'm blurting this out and, and you know downloading these thoughts for you guys, that's that's so far, I'm just going to tick this number. Number six has so far has been the biggest change of 2022. Um, number seven, the seventh, the change here is this year I really went big. <laughs> so what I mean by that is, you know, like, especially as I'm recording this coming to the end of the year, there's so many people that'll be like, you know, I can't wait. 2023 is going to be big and blah, 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 blah. But like, fuck me. I really, really stretched myself and took some big risks this year. So not only in terms of the gym, but in my personal life, we took, um, we made some big jumps. So we also bought a new home and I'm sitting in my new office. Um, we bought a new home in July and then had to subsequently sell our house. Um, and it was, it was a long settlement. And there was a myriad of different reasons for us doing this alongside the fucking gym. So if I think about when we opened HQ, like that was, I mean, that was a different time. That was like six years ago now. In terms of like the earning capacity, we were tight. Like that was a tight fucking budget. Um, and over the last, you know, five, six years, 
um, revenue has increased, being able to um, not only save but pay myself a decent wage. And my husband obviously had his, you know, he does his own thing. He's not in the business. He's had his own growth as well. Um, But this year we decided to not only change the gym, which was a huge financial outlay, but then also make a big financial investment for our family. Um, And we wanted to do this. This this came as a hasty kind of, not a hasty decision, but it happened fast. Like we basically got pregnant and then we're like, yep, we're going to move. And this was like mid-year. So it's been a turnaround of like five to six months. And now we're in our new house. We really wanted to do it before the new baby came in February 2023. And then also before Lexi, my five-year-old, started school next year. um, Because I didn't want to have to uproot her and change schools in her first year of school. So um, we were like, you know what? We're going to fucking do it. And we hustled our fucking ass to make a huge change. And it was much similar to the gym, like from HQ to Empire. I knew that I didn't want to fucking move again. So it felt again, like when I made the gym change, that we were skipping a step. So we went from our current property to a much bigger property, a much bigger financial investment. Um, And it's kind of like we missed a step in terms of like the size of the property or the price of the property. Um, And of course, like, you know, all the financial advice from brokers, accountants, stuff like that, like, obviously, we could afford it, otherwise, we would make that decision, but it did feel, again, quite jarring, because it was like, wow, what are we doing, this is really, really big, Um, and so we went, and we bought a property first, before we actually sold, and sometimes, that can be a big risk for anyone that's done that, and there was a very stressful patch to, to not only know that we had actually bought this new house, um, but we had to sell this house and, you know, if anyone's in, in the property game right now, it's not fucking great, but we decided to do it because it's not only just a financial decision for us. It's also a lifestyle decision and a family decision in terms of our first daughter and, and having her settle when it came to school. So we effectively over doubled, um, our assets in this last purchase and that's felt very very big you know uh interest rates are huge right now there's lots of changes um we still actively made decisions to continue to do what we were going to do um and it meant that me and my husband had to really really come together to have lots of big decisions have lots of decisions around finance and and then obviously really feel comfortable together that we were making the best decision for ourselves so um yeah we sit here now we're like we've been here for three weeks in our new property and i just i was saying this to my husband the other night like it feels very um like i got home and i was like i just i can't even believe that this is our property um yeah it's crazy like it's such a beautiful home we have huge land um it's like five minutes from our old place um but it's meant that we were around a school that we wanted to go through because it's a zoning school um I've got my beautiful office my husband's got his office we've got bedrooms for our children we've got you know more space than we would ever need and we won't have to move again for the next 10 to 15 years so um that's been a big thing is like we took some really big risks this year in terms of finances amongst a quote-unquote turbulent time um but it meant that I had to work my ass off in terms of making more revenue it meant that he had to work his ass off and we did it 
um, and it wasn't as bad as we had anticipated. But that's always the the way when you're, you know, looking at something. You know, you're at the bottom of the mountain looking up, and you're like, "Fuck me, this is going to be awful." Can we actually make it happen? Um, and we did. So the risks are really big. Um, took big risks, but the rewards have been huge. And I'm so glad that we can sit here now. And look back and go, fuck, I'm so glad that we're able to do that. But not only was it like all of those, I guess, like hard things of like finances and advice and financial advice and all of that, but it was a big time of like having to really hold space and, and be okay with stepping into that level of growth. Um, and I know that I'm the person in our family that does navigate and does open that up for a lot of decisions in our family. So it's required me to step into this level of like, can you hold, can you hold something this big, this scary and like fully step into it? Um, and we could, and it's been, you know, a big mindset, not shift, but a big space of me stepping into my growth, my expansiveness, stretching, taking risks and like just backing myself, backing my businesses, backing our family. Um, and we got there. So that's, that's really been, um, another big, big change. Now I've got two more that I'm going to talk about. So, um, the next change that happened, for this year was really tightening up some back-end stuff in terms of the businesses. So I'm talking really basic business things, payments, terms and conditions, enforcing cancellations. Oh, sorry, burping. Um, you know, yeah, really enforcing these things that are in contracts and really force enforcing these things for clients. Um, and I, it's really interesting because I was just, I received a message just before I was recording from a mentee around like, fuck, I need your, I need your, your bounce off with me. Um, I have guilt around enforcing cancellation fees. And I used to feel like that. I used to feel like, you know, fuck, even though these people cancel, even though it's in the terms and conditions, even though they know and they'd be okay, like I would still feel funny about it. Um, but we really fucking tightened up that shit this year. And the reason, like I, as I sit here and look back at these other points that I've talked about, um, is that going from this big financial jump from HQ to Empire, I knew that I had to step into being okay with feeling these feelings around and for these rules that are already in the business because if we don't then I can't pay my fucking bills and we can't keep the doors open and our clients can't experience this environment and these services and these offerings that we've created for them so it was like there was those guilt feelings and worry like if they'll get upset or whatever it might be but I also knew that if they wanted this space like I did and I wanted them to experience and have that safe space and all that kind of stuff like it had to happen so you know, if people cancel sessions, we're still charging, obviously. Um, terms and conditions around suspensions on memberships. There's certain things in their terms and conditions that we really stepped into. Um, holds on accounts, failed payments on accounts. Um, we just fucking got tighter. Like, honestly, we got fucking tighter on it. And what it meant is that we had less holds and suspensions overall, less cancellations, um, less fail payments, and that means that it's more streamlined. And obviously, revenue is better. So what that meant is that we have less admin stuff around that, um, less conversations to have around that. Even when we do need to have conversations and follow up around those certain things with clients, it's like – 
not removing emotion, but it's just like, this is just a part of running a brick and mortar business in the fitness industry. And the people know about it. We were the ones that weren't enforcing it as hard as we needed to be. And it was really biting us in the butt. Um, And I remember specifically when this was like a big thing, it was at the end of when we were leaving HQ and we're at capacity, like in terms of how many people we could fit in the facility. And I was like, we're at capacity in terms of client numbers, but our revenue is not where it needs to be. Why? And I realized that our cancellations, our holds, our suspensions, e.g. people needing to put an extension on their package for a week or, you know, go away for a week or not train for a week and then not pay for it. Like that was, it wasn't killing us, but it was impacting us enough for me to be like, well, I can't welcome any more people into the facility, but we're not where we should be in terms of revenue. And then I was like, that needs to fucking change. And then we moved to the new facility. We are like, you know what? Like, this is what's going to happen. And, of course, when we first do it, it feels scary. It feels jarring. It feels like, oh, God, what are these people going to say? Blah, 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 blah. But, like, our ladies get it. They fucking get it. And it was just those first couple of times that we needed to really practice it and do it. And then people you know, people just understood and continue to do it. And then that impacts their behavior also. And what it means is that we can continue to offer the things that we offer, have, you know, the amazing facility open for our ladies. And I don't feel any fucking guilt about it. I don't feel anything about it. It's just, it is part of what we do. And in order for us to operate at the level that we want to operate at, then it's just clear as kind. You know, Brene Brown, if you guys, if anyone listens or anyone has read anything from Brene Brown, I remember seeing her, oh, I don't know, like four years ago in person here in Melbourne, and she said this one statement of clear is kind. And that's a super big thing that I always remember when I'm thinking about business and like leadership, dealing with staff, dealing with clients, dealing with anyone, is going, if you're going to direct something, clear is fucking kind because the clearer that you can make it it's clear for you it's clear for the other person involved we're on the same page we can get on with it and then we can move through together so um that was a really big thing actually and it's been from a business perspective um it's just made that area of business feel so great and so fine and not feel like awkward or jarring or anything like that um and then the last thing I think this is 10 one two yeah I think it is the last change um that I made for myself that has impacted um a lot of stuff in my life is I've actually like actively made a decision to cut my not my circle but like yeah like just not do anything with relationships if I don't want to. So that meant that I've cut certain people out of my life and then I've become closer with other people. Um, it's not been like cut, you're fucking done. It's just like if the, if the, uh, relationship is not reciprocated, I'm just like, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bend over backwards. Um, and that's been a really big thing. And what it has meant is that it's tied in my circles for sure. Um, but it's also meant that the people that I love and that I want to have in my life, like they've become closer. Um, and that's, that's actually something that comes up for me most years is that I'll just let friendships or relationships that I feel like there's not a mutual, um, 
investment in terms of time, energy, support, that kind of stuff. If I don't feel that there's mutual, I'll just let it kind of go. Um, I guess done in the days where I'll be like, oh, you know, I'll bend over backwards for someone. Um, but this year has been a few people I've cut or have just kind of fell away from my circles. Um and I think it's really, I think that's important to do because, well, not do, but like just acknowledge um, because as you grow and as you evolve, obviously you change and that means that the people that you hang out with or you interact with, they change also. Um, and sometimes obviously that can be sad because it can feel like a bit of a loss. Um, but for me this year, it's felt really, it's felt really good. Um the people that have kind of fell out of my circles, it's not like I don't miss them. I definitely do miss them. Um, but the ones that have got tighter and tighter, um, it just feels like, fuck, like you're a ride or die. And I fucking love that about the people in my life. I don't have big circles, but the people that I do have just feel very, I don't know. I was gonna, It's not the word support, but it just feels really great to have these people in my life. Um, and to, to really celebrate them and celebrate the relationships that we have. Um, and yeah, and not only like change the circle and, you know, have people leave my life and then the ones that are in my life get tighter. Like I've still got people in my life that are not necessarily like super tight or super close, but I've just like seen that relationship for what it is. And I'm okay with that. I don't feel like, oh, like you're not giving me this mutual respect or this mutual support or anything like that. It's not that, but it's just recognizing why this person's in my life and, and that it's okay for this person to be in that, like that relationship with me and that be it. So yeah, it's been, it's been nice, um, to really celebrate my friends, to celebrate the people that I want in my life and vice versa. Um, I feel really special and very lucky for those particular people, but then it's also felt really good to just see other people that are still in my life and not feel sadness or like disappointment or anything like that. If they don't come to the party, it's just recognizing that that is them. This is who they are. It's got nothing to do with me, but that doesn't mean that I still can't have them in my life. It just means that that's the role that they're going to play or that's the relationship that we're going to have. So, um, yeah. That's number 10. So as you can see here, whatever, it's been, um, there's been, I don't know, 2022 has felt like, I was going to, it's not really felt like a big year, even though there's been a fuck ton of things that have happened this year. I was speaking to one of my lifting clients about this, um, and we're really, really close. I felt like I've just kind of come back to life this year, if that makes sense. So um, it's been more so around my birthday. My birthday's in November. I've just felt like the last kind of one to two months, I, I finally feel a bit more settled and regulated from the previous years that was the COVID fucking disaster. Um it was when I look at like from a business perspective, we had even this most recent financial year just gone as I was, you know, finishing financial year stuff from into June here in Australia. Like we still had COVID stuff to deal with in the most recent financial year. So that was three lots of into financial year um, accounting that had COVID related shit. And this next, this current financial year that we're in is going to have, 
fingers crossed, or there shouldn't be, no COVID-related things. So that's been three fucking years of dealing with stuff related to COVID. And obviously, like, even for us here in Melbourne, we've been out of lockdowns and all that kind of stuff for over a year now. Um, and for anyone, you know, that experienced the lockdowns that we did, it was just fucking horrific. And as a business owner, like, that was three financial years of overflow. And I feel like this year, coming towards the end of the year, like, like I said, it doesn't feel like it's been a big year, although it's probably on paper been my biggest year in terms of personal growth, personal decisions, changes from the business. Like there has, no, it has been the biggest year, but it's actually felt very, not chill, but it's just felt like, I don't know, like coming towards the end of the year, I just feel now that I'm like fully getting grounded again. And that's been a really active thing that I've had to work on this year is coming out of COVID, being in that, you know, trauma response and being in triggered states and being worried and being all of those things and just getting over the tiredness that was fucking years of being a business owner of a brick and mortar in fucking COVID, like it was hard. So it's, there's not, there's this recognition that it was a big year on paper, but there was, there's this like feeling of this year of like, oh, I can breathe and oh, it feels really good. Um, And I think that that is a big reflection of, like I said, my integration of a lot of stuff, Um, integration of leadership, integration of who I am, Um, of regulating myself and really learning a lot of that kind of stuff because it had to happen. Otherwise, I would just have so much responses left over from COVID. Um, And, yeah, it's felt like a really really good year. At the start of the year, it was really exciting because we had lots of cool changes happening with the gym. Um, We then ran competitions, um, sanctioned powerlifting comps. Then we, you know, welcomed more ladies in. There was a lot of really cool and exciting stuff. So it's it's felt like a very abundant year. Um, And then as we're coming towards the end of the year now, like it just feels very grounded. Like I feel so just great with where we're at. And I was thinking about this yesterday, actually, like I was listening to a podcast and someone was like, the question that was asked was like, if you weren't a coach, what would you do? And I hear this on podcasts all the time. And I was just like, if anyone asked me that question, I'd be like, like I'm where I'm supposed to be. Like, that's what it feels like to me. I wouldn't be doing anything else. And obviously it's my prerogative to want to change it in the future. It might change in the future, but I'm just stepping into my 10th year as a business owner. And it feels like this, like it feel like it feels like I am where I'm meant to be. This is, this is it for me. This is, this is like my home. It's the industry that I want to work in. It's the work that I want to do. It's the people I want to be surrounded with. It's the feeling of my days and my weeks and all this kind of stuff. And I can't think of anything else that I would want to do. Um, and that feels really nice to be able to say that because the last couple of fucking years have been like, oh my God, like this is hard, really, really hard for so many reasons related to COVID. But we're here and I, I know that I wouldn't be the business owner that I am now if I hadn't had those experiences. Um, and it's not that I'm like fucking thankful or grateful for them because they're fucking shit. But 
it's they forge me to to be able to sit here now recall this and just feel really just grounded and feel really good and feel really settled that's what it feels like to me so yeah i hope you um i don't know like not necessarily got stuff from it but that's been a big change lots of changes for me this year and as you're heading into your new year as well as a, as a business owner do some reflection think about the things that you've gone through this year because you can go stop and, and look back and go holy fuck Whew, she's been through a lot so that's that's the biggest things for me and I, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode um i'm so fucking looking forward to recording again throughout this year um, we're coming up to, we're edging on the 100th episode of this podcast. I've been doing it for, since 2020. Um, and I'm recording it. I've, oh, I've got a new intro that you would have heard at the start. I've got lots of um, new exciting things, some new offerings in terms of mentoring. Um, and just, yeah, just being in the space that I want to be in the space of. And being with the people and working with the businesses that I want to. And I just fucking am so grateful that you come, listen, share your thoughts, jump into my DMs, give me feedback. Like, that shit is dope. Fucking love it. And we're all on this ride together. So thanks for being here. And I will talk to you and you will listen to me in our next episode. All right, guys. Bye.